we learn that even when a person is able to pray at the heightened, joyous consciousness of tshuva ilah, upper tshuva, it's still beneficial to experience the lower tshuva before the prayers. But it's very hard to do such a switch instantly. So therefore we said you do something, the first level you do at midnight, and the upper tshuva you do several hours later. So we therefore have learned two levels of resolving this issue, shifting from a somber mood to a joyous one after several hours, and those with a greater degree of emotional development can do so instantly. Here we introduce a third superior level, and that is being somber and joyous at the same time. How in the world do you do that? It is possible to contain contradictory emotions when you have clear boundaries. You can be somber about the selfish and sinful drive within you, the animal soul, and rejoice in the closeness of your godly soul. As we spoke about in chapter 34 in the first section of Tanya, that the Zohar tells us you could have joy lodged in one heart and sadness or tearfulness on the other heart. So this is an advanced level of emotional development. Now, continuing the section that we spoke about, about Hamburg, harboring feelings together, he says, I want to add another point of joy. To this, you should add faith and trust in Hashem. And I think this is so appropriate for what we need in our lives right now. His heart is firm. He trusts in God that your past sins have been completely forgiven. Even during the moments of somber tshuva, it's possible to experience joy from the confidence that Hashem accepted your repentance because Hashem is good and gracious and merciful and abundantly forgiving immediately when you ask forgiveness. Without any doubt of shred or a doubt, he certainly forgives you. It is common to doubt whether we've been accepted by Hashem, our return. Therefore, Tanya will devote considerable attention to this issue, offering multiple proofs that we can be confident in Hashem's forgiveness after tshuva. We see in Amidah, Right after we ask Hashem Slachlan to forgive us, we then say He is the God who forgives. Now, how can we make a bracha, baruch Hashem, who forgives? How are you so confident? Since a blessing contains Hashem's name, we need to be certain that the blessing is in order. Otherwise, we're wasting Hashem's name in vain. If there was any doubt, Jewish law would rule that you cannot say this blessing. But it's only because we have no doubt. We know that if we ask forgiveness, we will get forgiveness. And if we would not go back and sin again, then we would be redeemed immediately. As we see the following blessing, Goel Yisrael, we say, God, you are the Redeemer. God's immediate forgiveness would be sufficient to bring about the redemption. This fails occur, to occur not because of forgiveness, but because we sin again so quickly, there's no time for all Israelites to be atoned. It's quite a harsh uh, wake-up call. Another proof, we see even by human beings, that halacha tells us that we should be very forgiving. You forgive someone as immediately when they ask forgiveness and do not be cruel and unforgiving, which, by the way, is a thing too important to remember when people ask you for forgiveness. If humanity is expected of this, how much more so us? Forgiveness is required even if you cause irreversible damage, like cutting somebody else's hand, like the Talmud says. So if humans are expected to give forgiveness for severe irreversible offenses, how much more so Hashem. Another law states that if you ask forgiveness three times and the other person doesn't forgive you, you never have to ask forgiveness again. Again, we see that forgiveness has to be given quickly. 
And we see that when King David was asked to forgive the Gibeonites for Saul, they were asked forgiveness from the Gibeonites for Saul, who has killed some Gibeonites, and they did not want to forgive. In other words, King David approached the Gibeonites and said, King Saul killed many of you. Can you forgive him? They didn't want to forgive. David decreed that the Gibeonites were not ever permitted to join the Jewish community through conversion. Because one of the signs of true Israelites is forgiveness. How much more so by Hashem? So you have to ask yourself, if you're the variable type that cannot forgive, where's the Yiddishkeit? Where's the Jewish neshama?